Joshua chapter 6 this morning. Joshua chapter 6, let me remind you, next Sunday is homecoming. We are looking for a great day in the Lord. Um, We will not have Sunday school that morning. We will start our service at 1030. We'll have uh, several singers, several uh, different special songs, and then Brother Danny Williams will be bringing our message. And afterwards, we will be enjoying a fellowship meal together. So hope that you will not only come, but invite others to come. Everyone, everyone is welcome. So hope you'll be there. Joshua chapter 6. This morning I want to talk to you about how God brings breakthroughs. How God brings breakthroughs. In 1949, following the defeat of the Nazis in World War II, the nation of Germany, or the city of Berlin, is divided in two. In the east is a communist government set up under the Soviet Union. In the west, a free democratic government. It's probably not a surprise to you that the people of the west, Berlin, prospered. Their freedom allowed them to uh, not only do well physically, but do well financially. On the other side, the people of East Germany were suffering under the cruelty of communism. The East Germans began to get fearful because there were so many people going from East Germany to West Germany to escape communism that in 1961 they built a wall. They called it the Berlin Wall. Along the wall they stationed snipers to prevent anyone from trying to get across. The gate was locked. The walls were high. For almost 30 years, East Germans suffered the horror of living on the wrong side of the wall. Have you ever been stuck on the wrong side of the wall? You ever faced a wall that was too high to climb, too wide to go around, too strong to tear down? It may be a wall of bitterness between you and someone you love. Maybe a wall of regret that keeps you from letting go of your past. A wall of hurt that keeps you from getting past the pain. And you stand there and you face that wall and you feel frustrated and you feel fearful and you know you've got to find some way to get on the other side. The longer you stand there, the more helpless you feel the more hopeless you feel. What you need is a breakthrough. You need somebody to tear those walls down, to bring them down so you can go free. This morning, I believe God wants you to experience a breakthrough. I believe he wants to bring a breakthrough for you, and a breakthrough just like he did for Joshua and the people of Israel. This morning, we're going to read in Joshua 6 how he did that and talk about how God brings breakthroughs. Would you stand with me, please? In honor of our Lord and his word, let's begin reading in Joshua chapter 6 and verse number 1. Hear the word of our God. Now Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given you Jericho into your hand, its king and the mighty men of valor. 
You shall march around the city, all you men of war. You shall go all around the city once. This you shall do six days. And seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. But the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times, and the priests shall blow the trumpets. It shall come to pass when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, that all the people shall shout with a great shout, and that the wall of the city will fall down flat. The people shall go up every man straight before him. Then Joshua the son of Nun called the priests and said to them, Take up the ark of the covenant, and let seven priests bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark of the Lord. And he said to the people, Proceed and march around the city, and let him who is armed advance before the ark of the Lord. So it was when Joshua had spoken to the people that the seven priests bearing the seven trumpets of ram's horns before the Lord advanced and blew the trumpets and the ark of the covenant of the Lord followed them. The armed men went before the priests who blew the trumpets and the rear guard came after the ark while the priests continued blowing the trumpets. Now Joshua had commanded the people saying, you shall not shout or make any noise with your voice nor shall a word proceed out of your mouth until the day I say to you, shout. Then you shall shout. So he had the ark of the Lord circle the city, going around it once. Then they came into the camp and lodged in the camp. Joshua rose early in the morning, and the priests took up the ark of the Lord. The seven priests, bearing seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark of the Lord, went on continually and blew with the trumpets. The army men went before them, but the rear guard came after the ark of the Lord while the priests continued blowing the trumpets. The second day they marched around the city once, and returned to the camp. So they did six days. But it came to pass on the seventh day that they rose early about the dawning of the day and marched around the city seven times in the same manner. On that day only they marched around the city seven times. And the seventh time it happened when the priests blew the trumpets, then Joshua said to the people, Shout, for the Lord has given you the city. Now the city shall be doomed by the Lord to destruction, it and all who are in it. Only Rahab the harlot shall live, she and all who are with her in the house, because she hid the messengers that we sent. And you by all means abstain from the accursed things, lest that you become accursed when you take of the accursed things and make the camp of Israel a curse and trouble it. But all the silver and gold and vessels of bronze and iron are consecrated to the Lord. They shall come into the treasury of the Lord." So the people shouted when the priest blew the trumpets, and it happened when the people heard the sound of the trumpet, and the people shouted with a great shout that the wall fell down flat. And then the people went up into the city, every man straight before him, and they took the city, and they utterly destroyed all that was in the city, both man and woman, young and old, ox and sheep and donkey with the edge of the sword. But Joshua had said to the two men who had spied out the country, go into the harlot's house, and from there bring out the woman and all that she has as you swore to her. And the young men who had been spies went in and brought out Rahab, her father, her mother, her brothers, and all that she had. So they brought out all her relatives and left them outside the camp of Israel. But they burned the city and all that was in it with fire. Only the silver and gold and the vessels of bronze and iron they put into the treasury of the house of the Lord. And Joshua spared Rahab the harlot, her father's household, and all that she had. So she dwells in Israel to this day because she hid the messengers whom Joshua sent to spy out Jericho. And then Joshua charged them at that time, saying, Cursed be the man before the Lord who rises up and builds this city Jericho. He shall lay its foundation with his firstborn, and with his youngest he shall set up its gates. 
So the Lord was with Joshua, and his fame spread throughout all the country. Let us pray. Lord, your word says there is nothing impossible with God. Nothing impossible. And yet so so often how we face situations that seem impossible to us and we doubt your power. We doubt that you can tear down the walls that are separating us from you and from one another. We doubt you can tear down the walls of fear and doubt and, and longing. Lord, we, we doubt those things, even though you've proven yourself to us over and over again. And Lord, that's why you give us passages like we just read. They're not just there to tell us a story. They're not just there to record history. They're to remind us of what God wants to do in our lives. And I pray for one today that needs a breakthrough. Lord, that they will hear your word preached and they will believe it. And they will experience that, not by my word, but according to their own experience. Lord, they'll experience it for themselves. We trust you to work today to speak by your spirit through your word in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. How does God bring breakthroughs? Well, Joshua and his army are wondering the same thing. God's brought them to the outskirts of the promised land and been wandering for 40 years. Now they're ready to take possession of their new home. But for that to happen, Jericho must fall. Jericho must fall. But as they stand looking up at these walls, it looks more than unlikely. It looks impossible. Archaeologists have dug up some additional intel on the walls of Jericho. There are actually two sets of walls. There was a lower wall that surrounded the city on the outside, but inside of it there was a higher wall. And most archaeologists estimate that it was about four stories high. Now, that might not seem very high to you, but if you're living in Joshua's days, there's just, there's just no way you can get over that wall. There is only one way to take a city like that. That is through siege warfare. What that means is that you park your army outside and you wait the people out. You don't let any food get in. You prevent any supplies from getting in. And basically what you do is starve them out. That's what the people of Jericho prepare for. Verse 1 says, Jericho was securely shut up. None went out, none came in. And they say, this is the only way Israel's going to attack us, is by laying siege. And I, I can imagine that Joshua and his men think, you know, that's, that's exactly what we're going to have to do. But then God steps in. He says, listen, I've got a different plan. I've got a different way to bring this breakthrough it's a strategy that he wants to use in your life. And it begins with what you see in verses 1 through 5. God brings breakthroughs when you believe his promises. When you believe his promises. Lewis Smead says, with one simple word of promise, a person creates an island of certainty in a sea of uncertainty. They are telling you, this is what I'm going to do. A promise is meant to be something that you are going to do no matter what. Now, the problem is a lot of us 
don't have the power to keep every promise that we make. The more powerful the person who makes the promise, the more powerful the promise. So God makes them a promise in verse 2. He says, see, I have given Jericho into your hand, its king and the mighty men of valor. Notice he doesn't say, I'm going to give your give Jericho into your hands. He says, I have. It's past tense. Joshua, it hasn't happened yet. It hasn't happened yet, but this breakthrough is a done deal. Joshua says, all right, Lord, how are you going to do it? Well, what you're going to do is you're going to order the army to march around Jericho. Once a day for six days. Seven priests will march around with them, blowing trumpets on the seventh day. They'll all march around the city seven times. The priests will blow their horns. People will shout. Then the walls will fall down flat. Now, everybody look up here for a second. Imagine Joshua. He's just come back from talking to the Lord. He meets with his generals. Okay, Joshua, we've got a plan. We've got a strategy. We know exactly how we're going to do this. And they have some really good ones, you know. They, they're experienced war, people, men of war. We, got, we know exactly how this is going to happen. And so wait a minute, wait a minute. God's already told me how it's going to happen. And he tells you what I just got through telling you. He makes a look on their face. So, you seen these walls? So you think we're going to shout them down? Is that what you think? You think that all of us can yell loud enough that all the brick is going to crumble? I have an idea that uh, there might have been some doubts. Might have been some people wondering. But do you notice jo Joshua's not one of them? Joshua has no doubts. He absolutely believes the wall of the city will fall down flat. Their breakthrough begins where your breakthrough begins. By believing the promises of God. You see... If you're going to bring down walls in your life, it's going to require a strategy. Here's the thing. You can either use your strategy or you can use God's strategy. You can either do it your way or try to do it your way, or you can do it God's way. The real question is, who will you trust? A lot of times when we're facing a wall, we just do our best and we hope for the best. What we ought to do is go to God. And say, Lord, how, how do you want to bring these walls down? Let me tell you something I know. I know that when you face walls and you go to God, when he speaks to you, whatever he says, it's going to take faith to believe. It's not going to be something to say, well, oh, why didn't I think of that? I could have done that myself. And that's not the way it's going to be. God's going to say, this is the way we're going to do it. Because it's going to turn out to where you understand that only God could do it you're going to understand that the most important thing is not what you can do. The most important thing is trusting him. Because the most important part of your breakthrough is learning to trust God more. The same God who promises Joshua victory makes many promises to you and me. He makes some promises about salvation. John 5, 24, he says, He who hears my word and believes in him who sent me has everlasting life. It doesn't say will have. He said they already have. They shall not come into judgment, but have passed from death into life. He says in James 1, 5, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all men liberally, 
God says, I, I have the guidance that you need. I can show you which way to go. The promise of his peace, John 14, 27, peace I live with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. God is a promise-making God. Whenever you face a wall, he says, my promises, my promises will bring your breakthrough. You've got to believe them. You've got to trust them. You can't just trust them, though, because trusting them brings you to the next step. God brings breakthrough when you follow his instructions. You follow his instructions. Mr. Lee is terribly overweight. Terribly overweight, so his doctor puts him on a diet. And this is this instructions of his doctor. I want you to eat regularly for two days, then skip a day. Eat regularly for two days, then skip a day. Repeat this procedure for two weeks. He said, you probably lose about five pounds. So Mr. Lee comes back two weeks later. He has not lost five pounds. He's lost 20 pounds. The doctor is, is impressed. That's amazing, he said. Did you follow my instructions? He said, yeah, I, I did. He said, I'll tell you, though, I thought I was going to drop dead that third day. He said, well, from hunger, you mean? He said, no, I thought I was going to drop dead from all that skipping. <laughs> One of the most important lessons is to learn how to take instructions, how to follow instructions. Do you notice how careful Joshua is to follow God's instructions to the letter? He counts off the six laps, counts off the seven for the seventh day. He orders silence, no speaking. The seventh day is D-Day. They rise at dawn. They do exactly what they've been doing. If you're living in Jericho, you're probably yawning by now. They've done this every day, every day, over and over and over again for six days. Nothing new here. But then they start on that seventh lap. What in the world is going on? They start on that seventh lap. And after the seventh lap, Joshua gives the order. Shout. For the Lord has given you the city. It's not only a shout of victory, it's a shout of praise. When you're up against the wall, it's time to either put up or shut up. It's time to not only believe God's word, but to obey God's word, to do exactly what he says. And you may know the frustration sometimes. Somebody comes to you for advice. What do you think I should do? And you say, well, if I was in your shoes, I'd do this, and I'd do this. Matter of fact, I've been in your shoes. I've been in exactly the same situation, and this is how I handle it. Everything worked out great. And a person says, yeah, 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 great idea, great idea. I think you're right. I think that's exactly what I need to do. And then they go out, and they do exactly the opposite. You ever have that happen to you? It's like, really? Why did you ask me? Whenever you want to see God bring a breakthrough, you have to do exactly what he says. In spite of how impossible it sounds, in spite of how foolish you might feel, in spite of how other people may ridicule you or oppose you, God brings his breakthroughs when you follow his instructions. 
James 1.25 says, But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. The one who does. See, the, the problem so often is not, uh, I don't understand what God wants me to, I don't understand what God's saying. The problem is we do know what he's saying. We just don't like it. We think it's too hard. If you're going to see a breakthrough, you've got to do exactly what he says to do. If you want the walls to come down, you can't just do your best and hope for the best. As surely as God has a plan for Joshua, as he has a, a strategy for Joshua, God has a strategy for your walls. But if you want it to happen, you must believe his promises. And you must obey his word to the letter. But even when you do all that, you still have to fight the battle. God brings breakthroughs when you fight the good fight. Evangelist D.L. Moody once came to a major city, met with the pastors there, and was outlining a plan for a crusade. One of the pastors stands up and he says, You know, Mr. Moody, we've been aiming to do that for a long time. We've been aiming to do that for a long time. And Moody says, well, don't you think it's about time you pulled the trigger? Two problems come with our breakthroughs. One problem is when you try to do what only God can do. The other kind of problem is when you expect God to do what he is telling you to do. A lot of folks think trusting God and following his instructions means that you avoid all conflict. If I just believe God's promise, if I just do what he tells me to do, it'll be smooth sailing. It's the biggest lie the devil ever came up with. Doesn't work that way for Joshua. It doesn't work that way for you and me either. God makes his promise. God keeps his promise. He flattens the wall as his people believe him and obey him, but they've still got to go in and fight the battle. Joshua and his army come in, swords blazing. They engage the army. They fight for all they're worth. They protect Rahab and her family. But their breakthrough only comes after a hard-fought battle. Once in a while, I will counsel married couples. And a lot of what I counsel them, I mean, it comes from the Word of God, but a lot of times it's from experience. And what they want is an easy way to solve their problems. I want you to give me a, it's almost like a doctor, you know, give me a pill. Give me a shot. Give me something that'll just make all of this easy and all of it go away. There is no pill. There is no shot. There is no other way. You've got to fight your way through it. Now, if you're married, you have to fight your way through it together. But any other area of your life where there are walls, you've got to fight your way through it. A lot of Christians want God to do all the heavy lifting. Jesus, you do all the suffering and all the dying. I'll just sit back and watch. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. As surely as the Israelites must fight to take Jericho, you and I have to fight when God brings our breakthroughs. Now, unlike Joshua, we do not fight with swords and spears. Our enemies are not flesh and blood, but the battles 
are just as fierce. We fight our battles with prayer, with worship, with humility, and with faith. And God gives you strength, and God gives you protection, and God promises you victory. Here's the thing. You must fight the battle. 1 Timothy 6.12 says, Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life to which you were called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. God will give you promises about how to handle temptation, but you've got to resist temptation. God will give you promises on how to deal with your pride, but you've got to say no to your pride. Lord, please help me with my anger. You've got to say no to it. You've got to refuse to give in to it. You've got to fight to hold on to your love. You've got to fight to hold on to your joy. You've got to fight to hold on to your peace. You cannot win this war without fighting. Christopher Hitchens was definitely no Christian, but he did stumble into, onto an important truth. He said, those of us who are most genuinely repelled by war and violence are also those who know that some things are worth fighting for. God brings breakthroughs, not when you sit back, not when you are passive, but when you fight the good fight of faith. On November 9th, 1989, the breakthrough finally came. More than 2 million people crossed the border from East Berlin to West Berlin. They celebrated what one journalist wrote was the greatest street party in the history of the world. People were called wall woodpeckers. They used hammers and picks to knock away chunks of the wall. Cranes and bulldozers dug down section after section and soon... The wall was completely demolished. For the first time since 1945, Berlin was a united city. And somebody spray-painted on one of the chunks out of the wall. They spray-painted this message, only today is the war really over. I wonder if you are here this morning and you are looking for a breakthrough. You're staring at a wall Maybe it's a wall that separates you from God. You want to feel close to him. You want to feel like you are near to him and he's near to you. You want to know that you're loved and forgiven. There's this wall, this wall of sin and guilt between you and him. The Bible says Jesus died on the cross to bring that wall down. Maybe you're stuck on the wrong side of a wall in your relationship. Maybe it's your relationship with your spouse. Maybe it's your relationship with one of your kids. Maybe a relationship with a friend. And your wall is built by harsh words, misunderstandings, and it looks like a breakthrough is impossible. The same God who brings down the walls of Jericho can bring down that wall too. Your wall may be your pain. It may be your problems. maybe your doubts. maybe your fears. Right, near, right here, right now, God wants to bring a breakthrough for you. 
begins when you believe his promise. It becomes real as you obey his word. And you receive it as you fight for your breakthrough. You need a breakthrough this morning. Jesus is ready to give it to you if you are willing to receive it. Would you bow your heads with me, please?